0: hello everybody welcome to the 20th episode of the always loyal podcast i'm darren smith jordan Carruth. what's coming up this week
1: we're going to be talking about a brand new kit the third kit is out and it will debut this weekend. You can order it right now on SD Loyal's website. Also, we're going to chat it up with the CEO of the Chicano Federation, Liz Ramirez, and we'll give you the latest in USL with standings, scores, and much more.
0: Jordan, can can you ever have enough kits in life?
1: No, I need a bigger closet. Loyal slowing the game down a little bit. Martin sends it Look
0: looking for Guido. Perfectly placed. Guido sends it back for. win at home since april 9th 2022 how good did it feel at Torero stadium on a saturday night what's happening jc
1: hello darren smith a party at Torero stadium that's what it turned into on saturday night and and not only do we get a match at Torero that happened over the weekend the 3-0 win we get another opportunity to celebrate San Diego loyal this weekend, Sunday at three o'clock as they take on Las Vegas for what I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the first time that we've seen Vegas this entire season, right? We haven't played lights yet.
0: I think that's right. And um, I think as opposed to previous seasons where we played Vegas every other week, yeah, this is easily the longest in the West season in our expansive three year history. Mm -hmm. that we've gone without playing and probably the longest gap between Vegas matches as well. Yes.
1: We've we've been lights free for a while. That changes lights, lights out. Yeah. Pretty cool. We get back to back games at Torero stadium. It feels like you're just supposed to play two months on the road. Is that not normal? That's not what every team does. Just two months on the road.
0: It is not normal, man. June 19th coming up this Sunday, 3 PM. And then the 25th at home against Indy 11. And then the defending USL championship, cup holders orange county in on june 29th so a chance jordan just looking at the standings to go on a little bit of a run here we know this loyal has played exceptionally well at home but for one match where it did some things and rotated everybody out so they could prepare for its u.s open cup match against la galaxy two. but other than that five wins against a lone loss against louisville and this team is has certainly Return back home. I thought they did so with a bang too. gosh, you could just see it. You could just see the players during warm warmups. You could feel the energy inside of Torero stadium being at home for the first time since, since early and mid April, you could just sense what that was like. The cumulative effect of playing on the road. I realize it's, you know, once a week, once a week, but it just, it does. I had a chance to chat with Landon about that. He said, it's the cumulative effect of playing so many away matches that you just are in an airport on a connecting flight in a bus on a bus in a hotel and so to get back home now I thought was was obviously a huge part of the story on Saturday night and also the performance we got to see goals from Adams among a rally so all in all solid Saturday returning from the uh, road weariness of having to play so many away matches and what a pleasant surprise they return home with with John Kempen picking right up where he left off his sixth clean sheet and what, 12 matches for San Diego Loyal?
1: Yeah, he's really, really good. I hope he stays for a very long time. When Kempen is in net, uh, Loyal are definitely set up for three points. I don't know how long he's expected to be here. Um, I don't have the answer to that, but I hope it's for a long time. I hope he sticks around. Uh, we're going to talk about the third kit here coming up shortly as well. Uh, that's me, a pretty big part of the podcast today, but the third kit getting announced earlier today, actually, you referenced how long they were on the road and how exciting it is just to be back at home and how much fun it is. There could be a payoff and there hopefully will be a payoff uh, later in the season because come playoff time, you're likely going to play at least a couple road matches. There's, there's only one team that gets home matches all the way through most likely you're going to be on the road. So maybe there's some payoff, but I don't like, that's good. You can find positives there, but there's nothing that compares to dropping a three nil win at home at Torero stadium against a team like Hartford, I guess. I don't know. I really don't care who the opponent is. There's just nothing that really beats the, the old three nil win at home on a Saturday night.
0: I'm with you. And there's just nothing better than at the end of the match to get into the, we are San Diego champ and see, Everybody remembering all the different words, all the different songs sung in the supporters section, section 109. I did make my way out there for, I don't know, probably the last 20 minutes or so enjoying myself on a Saturday, went with a group of people and we were, we were all about making sure we were making as much noise as possible. So got into the Buena Vesa and enjoyed ourselves out there, but uh, it was good. It was just a, like you said, and you know, Knowing this team is through the worst portion of its schedule all season long, and now gets uh, to kick back and just establish its home field dominance mm-hmm. as it has been all season long, Jordan, I'm I'm all about that. Sitting third on the table, even given how challenging that whole stretch of matches was, sitting there 25 points in the Western Conference standings. Looking ahead to the, the next couple of weeks, you know, not not you know, not a lot of uh, Memphis or Colorado switchbacks. Some manageable matches here over the next couple of weeks, so an opportunity certainly to to add into the points.
1: Yeah, there's definitely some challenging matches, a couple spots on that schedule coming up, but there's no question that this is a lighter load compared to mm. what we saw in April and in May. Darren, before we talk about the third kit, I want to tell you about Blender's Shades. If you need new shades, you can live life in forward motion with Blender's eyewear. They unite bold colors with proven performance, creating epically spicy style. And for a limited time, only you can use loyal 20 for 20% off your next purchase. That's code loyal 20 trust us life's better blended Darren. Trust me. That third kit is damn sexy. Uh,
0: It's the best. I, and I don't just say this because we're living here and, and it's, it's what's next. I really mean it. I I mean, I, I think it's the best looking kit kudos, Charlie football kudos to San Diego loyal kudos to whomever it was. I'm sure we'll start hearing some of the stories about how this kit came to be. Uh, I do love the, the Tory green wore that on Saturday night, the away kit current away kit, which for whatever reason, loyal wore on Saturday night, I don't know that there is, or isn't a story there, but being back at home, they wore their away kits which I thought was was just something that stood out to me and perhaps only me. But man, this third kit, Jordan, which is getting released Wednesday, we're recording at a time where we're, it has yet to be released. We've both seen it, though. It's it's the best one yet, isn't it?
1: Even the president of the club, Ricardo Campos, told us it's his favorite a couple of weeks ago on the Always Loyal podcast. Am I remembering that correctly? He told us it's his favorite.
0: Mm. I, it sounds right. It sounds like the kind of thing that Ricardo would say. The BLM ones from that first season I thought were spectacular and just the thought mm-hmm. that went into that. I love like I said I you know the, the the Tory green kit to me it just pops. I love it with the the contrast and the numbers and the the green itself. I'll say the Tory green, looks, green looks way
1: better in person. Yeah. on TV, I think like the color gets lost a little bit on TV. Oh, I don't know. interesting. a little bit. Could be. Maybe my but... TV settings are off. Who knows? Could be. That Could just be my settings. That could but be as well. I love. I think they look especially better in person. These but are called this the. This third kit, it looks looks pretty good too.
0: And these kits are. Uh, they do have a name, Jordan. They are called the uh, Siempre Leal,
1: the Always
0: Loyal Kit. They are uh, co-opted in some capacity by the Chicano Federation. We're going to be speaking with Liz Ramirez. She is the CEO of the Chicano Federation. San Diego Loyal is going to wear this kit for the first time coming up on Sunday, 619 day father's day at Torero stadium kits on sale online. Wednesday, 10 a.m. Whenever it is that you're listening to this, they're probably on sale.
1: They're on sale.
0: First opportunity to buy in person and pick up in person is going to be on the game at the game, Torero stadium, Sunday, shipping in-store purchases at the shop beginning Monday, June 20th. And you will not be disappointed.
1: No, not at all. I'll, I'll share a story that maybe I shouldn't share on the podcast, but I broke into Ricardo's office last week and I stole a box from his office and I took it home and I was hoping that it was the third kit. I opened the box when I got home. Turns out it was just a box of pens.
0: Ah, not what I would be hoping for either. There's no. a lot of things I would want out of Ricardo's office, a box of pens, probably not one of them.
1: Yeah, I was hoping it would be a box of the third kit, so I can have the third kit. Turns out I just have a bunch of pens. So, and do you need, do you need
0: a pen? I don't. I'm good. Thank you. I mean, I, I, I think I'm pretty solid there. I work for a major uh, radio corporation, so we just have a supply closet full of things. But I appreciate that. Okay, well, maybe you should bring it to the match office. on Sunday. Ten <laughs> percent uh, of all sales for the third kit, by the way, going to go to the Chicano Federation. So another reason to be on the lookout for that, either on. Whatever day it is you're listening to this, or Sunday at the match itself.
1: Absolutely. All right. Up next, the CEO of the Chicano Federation, Liz Ramirez, joins the Always Loyal podcast. Baja Bound, driving to Mexico? Visit BajaBound.com for the easiest way to get your Mexican auto insurance. Their easy to use website allows you to buy your Mexico insurance in minutes from your computer or any mobile device. BajaBound.com, serving Mexico travelers since 1994. Ramirez, the CEO of the Chicano Federation joins the always loyal podcast for those who may not be fully aware of the Chicano Federation and what they do and how they help San Diego. Tell us about it.
2: Yeah, so Chicano Federation has been around for almost 53 years. We celebrate our 53rd year in September. Uh, We started off as an advocacy organization, really fighting for the rights of particularly the Latino community. And since then, we have really evolved. Uh, We have grown to serve over 25,000 families a year, uh, whether it's our affordable housing, we have uh, over 300 units of affordable housing throughout the county, child development and nutrition programs, to workforce readiness and business development, helping women start their own business and empowering them. Um, and we still continue to do our, our housing, our, our advocacy throughout the county. So. We have grown, but our mission has stayed the same: committed to really, uh, you know, helping our beautiful San Diego community thrive.
1: How did uh, how did you get involved with the Chicano Federation?
2: Yeah, so I am brand new to the Chicano Federation. I have been, uh, you know, a fan of Chicano Federation for many years, uh, but I just started as their CEO uh, three months ago. So I'm three months in. Um, it's been a wonderful, uh, you know, process coming on board, and it has been so wonderful to connect, uh, you know, with the team that's so passionate to serve the community. We have over 70 uh, folks on staff, but then also to connect with, you know, the community we serve and the amazing partners like the Loyal that, you know, really help us, you know, bring our mission to fruition.
0: I would think too, I mean, you mentioned it here, 53 years for the Federation. Um, What is that like taking over? You know, like they've done, the Federation has so many good things. Yeah, we were chatting before we got rolling here. I used to live not too far from headquarters, so I used to see some of the stuff, especially mm-hmm. during COVID, really gave me an understanding of how important it was. So to now jump on after such a, a long track record, decades of success, what, mm-hmm. what, what is that feeling mm-hmm. like, especially for somebody who's, you know, who's who's you know, tied to it here from a local level? Yeah,
2: you know, it's been... Overwhelming, but in such a beautiful way, right? It, there's so much history and so much to uncover, and everyone I've spoken to has a different connection with the Federation, and so it has been amazing to be able to peel back, you know, the layers of the onion and and really be able to connect with folks and and hear the stories. You know, just on Friday, I met with someone that uh, works in, out in the community and was saying hey, Liz, you know, I was a program recipient, you know, with Chicano Federation. And for me, um, you know, being part of Chicano Federation was the difference between eating that day or not, you know, and, and it's all of these stories that really move me. Um, But really the history has been amazing. So I'm, I'm really enjoying and soaking all in uh, every time I meet with a community member, a supporter, a staff, I learn something new every day about the organization. And it really, it wasn't until I jumped in that I'm like, oh, wow, we do that, that and that as well. Um, But it's, it's been great.
0: And I would think, too, uh, unless uh, I'm mistaken, like that would be rewarding no matter where it was. But if, if I understand correctly, Liz, you are, you are local, right? Like you grew up bouncing back and forth either side of the border. So to be able to not only do such a thing, which, which uh, is, is clearly, you know, philanthropic, amazing, helpful, all those sorts of things, but to be able to do it uh, in, in a place like San Diego for you, you know, as somebody who grew up in, in this area, I would think is, is even yeah. extra significant.
2: Yeah, and I actually grew up in Imperial Valley, um, so very similar community, still a border frontera Mm -hmm. town. Uh, I was bouncing between Mexicali and El Centro. Uh, I was there until, you know, I was 18 and then moved to San Diego. Uh, Now I have more years in San Diego than Imperial Valley. But really, you know, the community here reminds me a lot of the community where I grew up. And, you know, I've been telling people that, um, you know, I see my family in the clients we serve. You know, I see my tias, my tios, my parents, my cousins, and that's what's been so exciting. It really doesn't feel like work to me, right? Like this is something I'm really passionate about. And, and that I've been, you know, very, very uh, blessed that all of the people that are surrounded, you know, around Chicano Federation also feel the same way.
1: Uh, You mentioned crossing the border a bunch growing up. Do you have favorite border crossing moments or any memories you think of?
2: Or certain food you think of? I mean the tacos and Mexican. I'm gonna get in trouble because Tijuana tacos are also, you know, amazing. But just yes, the the tacos, the food, um, you know, fam moments with family. I think more than anything, and 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 being in community. I think, uh, you know, the that's that's what I love about you know us being a, a border town. It's just you know family is is right there, um, so close, and and we have you know the luxury of, of being so close to being merged and, and, and a different culture. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I love the most.
1: Yeah. Speaking of family, San Diego loyal uh, will be debuting a brand new kit coming up this weekend. It was announced today and uh, it's pretty cool. We get to talk about it with you because the Chicano Federation is tied in with the third kit for San Diego loyal. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how excited the federation is for, for partnering up here?
2: We are super excited and, and we've just been thrilled with, you know, the partnership altogether, you know, with the loyal and, you know, having, uh, that partnership and connecting, um, the families we serve and the youth we serve, um, with, you know, with soccer, local soccer, but not only so local soccer, so much more, right? We talk about leadership. We talk about community, um, and these jerseys are amazing. I hope you all pick one up. Uh, 10% of the proceeds of the jerseys will come come back to support Chicano Federation and the programs. So you're reinvesting in the community of San Diego. I've seen the jerseys. I'm one of the lucky ones that has worn a jersey and they are awesome. Uh, They have our name uh, right in the back and we're just so excited and very, very thankful for the partnership.
1: Jordan, how jealous are you? I'm very jealous. When you yes. say the name is right on the back, what do you what do you mean?
2: So our our name, Chicano Federation and logo, uh, mm-hmm. sits like right behind here uh in the neck upper shoulder area. Very
1: nice. Yes, very
0: jealous that Liz has, has seen them in person and worn them in person. I stuck a peek. Phone, somebody had it on their phone, looks amazing. Can't wait to see. I'm guessing, Liz, you tell us. Probably looks even better in person than it does in photographs.
2: I it guess.
0: You can confirm that one.
2: I can confirm.
0: <laughs> you know what you're, you know, the thing I love about the sport is, you know, so much of what we're talking about here that the Chicano Federation does, you know, in terms of giving back to their community is part of what a soccer club does. You know, like, like, yeah, of course it's putting 11 players on the field and scoring goals and trying to win a, a cup, but so much of, of what a proper club does is give back. And I wonder, you know, how you see that partnership with Loyal, how much you may or maybe didn't know about them before you took over as CEO of Chicano Federation and, and how the the priorities and the goals and the philanthropy sort of overlap here.
2: Right. You know, I wasn't very familiar uh, with the loyal before Um, I hadn't attended my first game that has now changed. uh, And it was a lot of fun. Uh, But actually, before I started, uh, one of my friends snapped a picture at a game. And uh, you all had Chicano Federation's website. um, And, and so she's like, isn't this the organization that you are going to work for now? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome that we have, you know, a partnership. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, I've had so many conversations, I think uh, to be transparent, you're, you're probably the organization that I've had the most conversations with since I jumped on and everyone that I've met with, um, from, you know, the loyal team, um, really is so passionate about community and, you know, similar to, to, you know, to the sport itself, you have to work together. And, and, you know, in order to meet a goal, um, no pun intended there, but, (laughs) uh, but I think that that's the same with the work that Chicano Federation does, right? It's about, um, you know, building connections, creating partnerships, um, and really working together to help, you know, um, the folks in, in San Diego, because we know that we can't Do it alone. Um, And so that's why it's so important for us to, you know, uh, build together with partners like the loyal um, to really make a bigger impact in the life of San Diegans.
0: Right. And it's not just having a logo on the back of the shirt. It's also 10% of the sales from these kits, the third kit, which I think it's released Wednesday, I think for purchase, perhaps they debut Sunday. I know that at Torero stadium and then for sale coming up and that money I think it's important to point this out too. Which kind of federation like stays, you know, in in the community, which is why it's such a perfect partnership, right?
2: Right, absolutely.
1: Darren and I speak weekly about the the roster for San Diego Loyal, the the team there. Tell us about your team. Shout out a few of your uh, your teammates, if you will, and how they impacts. Uh, others here in san diego
2: yeah i mean i can't i can't give a shout out to one or another because honestly they have all been amazing they've been so supportive um you know the team um even throughout the the months of, um, you know, the search, the executive search and the onboarding, um, they are really the ones that kept the organization, you know, afloat. Um, And again, it's their hard work, their dedication, but more than anything, you know, in the conversations I've been having one-on-one with all of the team, because I've met already with all 70 of of the staff, one-on-one and more than anything, what I loved about connecting with them is learning their stories and their background and learning about their families and their upbringing and how much, you know, their life really reflects the lives of the families we serve. And so for all of us, it's something very personal, right? Um, we we do the work, but it's very, very personal. Um, and so a big shout out to the whole Chicano team. You know, you guys have been amazing and I am so excited for, for the future to come because I know that we're going to continue to do, you know, great work moving forward.
0: You know, the first time I had really seen it on, on uh, a personal level was during COVID. There's a parking structure very close by to where your headquarters were. Mm-hmm. And the, The Federation had organized a bit of a drive-through event where people, families, you should have seen all different ages, uh, men, women, grandparents, and everybody would just drive through. And what is it that you need right now? What is it that you need? Do you need masks? Like, do you need, do you need tests? Do you need kits? Like what, I just, I was blown away. So I just want to end on this note, you know, for somebody who's listening to this and, and maybe they come across it because they, they like listening to the soccer part of the podcast, or maybe it gets amplified through the Chicano Federation itself. How do people get involved? Like how, how would they get involved because that day that I saw uh I I still you know just think of the looks on everybody's faces. How would somebody get involved with Chicago Federation? Yeah,
2: uh, and Darren, thank you for bringing this up. We actually have another distribution coming up. Our summer one will be August 13th. Um, on a Saturday. We welcome folks to come out and volunteer. Um, We will be serving uh, nearly a thousand uh, children, uh, getting them backpacks and school supplies and everything they need to, you know, have a successful school year and so we welcome folks you can visit our website chicanofederation.org and uh figure out you know how to get plugged in whether it be you know donating of your your time come and volunteer with us i promise you it's fun we have a dj my yep. is a dj we have a good time um and then uh, you know if time of of resources of of you know funds uh we we welcome everybody to join in and you know be a part of our our mission
0: yeah i i can vouch for that the dj and landon donovan in a horse costume i don't really know what that was about (laughs) but i did see a picture. landon was in full costume dj going people dancing having a ton of fun and all doing well by the community so i can vouch for that that as well
1: what a picture that is right there.
0: It was. I don't know why he was in this costume, but he was. He was just entertaining kids in cars as they were driving through. us. hilarious.
1: What, what an image. Well, last year, the Chicano Federation helped 25,000 families with child-centered services. Nearly 5 million meals were distributed to children and families. And uh, 800 kids participated in the summer soccer camp, which... Might interest some of those listening here on the podcast here today. I know you recently joined the team in your current capacity, Liz, but a uh, continued success as you join an already talented team and keeping the ball rolling.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Let's take a look at the Western Conference standings presented by the Bright App, the world's leading platform for personal training available on the App Store and Google Play.
1: I'm going to deliver the table update. You are delivering the table update. Jordan Carruth. There's a lot of pressure here. Here we go. I
0: can do it. I have it in front of me. You ready?
1: Colorado Springs still top of the table out West San Antonio level with Colorado Springs. They each have 30 points, San Diego loyal, the next club out West. You know, I was looking at this table a little bit earlier and all the teams that were like in our division, when we had to play with these divisions early on in our existence in USL, we would be crushing if we were still doing those divisions. Alas, we're doing a conference. El Paso is fourth, New Mexico, fifth, Sacramento is sixth. Phoenix seventh, which I believe is the final playoff spot. (laughs) Interesting. Oakland is eighth, RGV ninth. Vegas, who we'll see this weekend at Torero Stadium, sits 10th. They have 19 points, which is actually level with RGV at ninth. So Um, yeah, if you're just looking at that division that we were, that we had year one and year two looked a little bit different, but we're ahead of Sacramento. We're ahead of Phoenix. We're ahead of Oakland. We're ahead of Las Vegas. We're ahead of LA and orange County is 12th out of 13 after winning the championship and lifting the cup a year ago. Um, the only team they find themselves ahead of out West is Monterey Bay.
0: Yeah. Vegas And comes Monterey
1: of- Bay still has another game to play. And there's a chance that they could pass OC if they get a win in that one.
0: Vegas, five wins, six losses, and four draws minus two goal differential, Jordan. But they are coming off a 3-0 win against Orange County, to your point, the USL Cup winners from last season, Orange County Soccer Club. They've, They've seen some better days here. They are winless in their previous five, three straight losses, a couple of draws. So Vegas doesn't come in much better. They just come in a little bit better more recently. Recent form isn't anything that's all that great. Just one recent win against Orange County, which has really, really hit the skids. Had a chance to see Corey Herzog this past weekend. Speaking of what we just watched, a three nil win against Hartford. He came looking for us. He said, where's match day live? I showed up afterwards. I was looking for a Buena Vesa. I couldn't find anybody.
1: No, he was asking for the Buena Vesa. Yeah. I didn't have the heart to
0: tell him that that we do this. Now we don't do that any longer.
1: Did he ask for chocolate milk? We've been asking that question every week on the podcast. I did not for like a see month.
0: Carter. No, I did not. I, I didn't see Carter. So I don't know that they did or didn't make the trip as a family, but we had sort of wondered, I think off the air is, is Corey going to score? And if so, what would he do? Didn't have to worry
1: about that off the air. That was like a main topic on our podcast a week ago. Was it? Yeah. I think that was on the pod. I'm pretty sure it was. Um, he does not score. Like I said, three nil on a Saturday night. Hmm at home like pretty easy i mean it was pretty matter of fact it, that's it really right worked. there that's even the hartford
0: stuff. manager got sent off he went up into the stands he started coaching from the press board like just beneath the press box oh, in really? those sections oh yeah he got sent off for arguing about nothing oh, i don't oh,
1: even yeah yeah i got you yes again you.
0: went up into the seats and started coaching from up there yeah. so didn't matter Did, didn't gotcha. really work
1: i thought you meant he just bailed early before he had to bail kind of like, i can't kinda. take this anymore i'm out of here i'm gonna go coach up here
0: Then he just went up and and went into the seats and directed traffic from up there. But obviously it didn't really matter at all. No, it's a really, nothing happened.
1: It's a really good night. Uh, you get the three points, you get three goals and they get another opportunity to play at home this weekend in a brand new kit, Mm. which, uh, people can order online and they could also, it'll be available to pick up at the stadium this weekend. So if you, if you order it online, you can pick it up at the stadium. Um, and if you try to break into Ricardo's office, make sure you grab the box that's not pens. But if you just do the online route, you can pick it up at the stadium. And I think you can just buy him at the stadium as well. So that's good news. That's where I'll be this weekend.
0: Yeah, I might have gotten that uh, a little bit backwards while we were talking with Liz Ramirez. But yes, this Sunday, which, you know, a lot of people have Monday off. So, you know, you don't have to say Sunday afternoon, gee, I don't know, three o'clock in Father's Day, wouldn't dad like to make his way out there to Torero Stadium? I would think so. June 25th and then against Indy 11. And then uh, setting it up here just for the, the home slate, Jordan, and then Orange County after that.
1: Yeah. There are a couple of midweek games with teams that used to play in our division. We were just referencing these teams quite a bit. Um, if you're listening on Wednesday, which is when this podcast came out, uh, Oakland is hosting New Mexico tonight, LA hosting Monterey Bay. If Monterey Bay beat Los Angeles, they're going to roll into the weekend with Orange County as your dead last team hmm. um, out West, which is shocking. Absolutely shocking. So Monterey Bay will catch up on the matches played with a midweek match against Los Angeles. I like that we get home matches. I like that we get a new kit. You're going to be wearing it. The team, well, Darren's probably going to be wearing it. I'll be wearing it. We'll say, see. we'll say, see. Yeah, um, like, I, I just, we'll but tell Not only you. does it come out, like the team's breaking it out on Sunday yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, I like that. Especially, too, it'll be perfect for, for uh, you know, an afternoon game at Torero Stadium. Mm-hmm.
1: Back at home, getting points, getting goals. We're still ahead of Phoenix. That feels good.
0: Very businesslike on Saturday night. Yeah? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a good team, man. Yeah. This is,
1: this is a good team.
0: I mean, you know, assists and Guido's pass to among like, there's, there's just some stuff to like.
1: Definitely 30 goals for loyal this season, most in USL. How do you like that?
0: And, and not a night where if your key player doesn't score it, that you feel like all hope is lost. Think about that from Saturday night, you know, Kyle Vassell, who's been up there amongst the league leaders uh, was not, Part of of the goal scoring, but didn't really matter anyway. Winning comfortably—that's like you said earlier. This this podcast season feels like it's just built differently.
1: Right. Yes. Scoring thirty feels different. Allowing twenty three feels a little different too. But not allowing any over the weekend. So
0: and we'll gonna- see. I mean, I think it's interesting what's going to happen with coke Vegas here because he he will be missing some time. I really, you know, I don't had to come out of the Red Bulls match. I, I have no idea what this means with Kempen being here and for how long possibly that could be. We just know in this city, people are big fans of John Kempen.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Darren, um, thank you to Liz Ramirez for joining us on this week's edition of the Always Loyal Podcast. We will see you this weekend at Torero Stadium in what should be another uh, lively weekend in the supporters section. Looking forward to it. See you there.